So this week, I am sharing a really exciting announcement. And if you're listening live this week, I'm also bringing back one part of my three-part series on how to unlock the power of ChatGPT. And I'm doing both of these things because I just launched a new ChatGPT resource for nonprofits that I am so, so excited about. It's the nonprofit ChatGPT headquarters. So for those of you who are longtime listeners, you have heard me talk about ChatGPT before. I am really bought into this tool. It is not some fancy, super techie tool that needs to be built out and figured out. It should be as integrated into your workflow and as simple as Google Docs. It's a capacity builder and a time saver. And my goal is to make it easy for organizations, particularly small and growing organizations where time and money and capacity are really an issue to tap into the power of ChatGPT. If you aren't, you're leaving capacity on the table and I want to help you solve that problem. So I took the questions and the conversations that I've been having with nonprofits for the last really six or seven months and turned it into a concrete tool, which is one of my favorite things to do. The nonprofit ChatGPT headquarters is an all-in-one workspace that supports you at every phase of using ChatGPT in your workflow, from giving you ideas to giving you prompts that you can cut and paste right into ChatGPT, to giving you an already built out place to save and organize the prompts that you like, the personalities that you try, and all of the work that you do using ChatGPT. So, If you are still on the fence about ChatGPT, listen to this week's episode. If you're listening to a different episode and hearing this preview, head on over to this week's episode and get inspired. And when you're ready to take the next step and start saving you and your team hours of time and brain energy every week, you can head to brookrichiebabbage.com backslash ChatGPT dash HQ and grab the workspace. Enjoy. Hi, this is the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast, and I'm your host, Brooke Ritchie Babbage. Each week, I do a deep dive into the mindset and strategies and tactics and tools of scaling an incredible high-impact nonprofit. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Tuesday. I'm really excited to to do this episode. It is a ChatGBT Redux episode. So I did a more general walkthrough of the tool, shared some of my thoughts about ChatGBT and how I was a little bit late to the game in really understanding how incredibly powerful it is as a business tool. I am fully on board now and I talk in more detail about that in the episode from this past April. It's called Revolutionize Your Nonprofit Workflow with ChatGBT. It's a great example of how to use prompts, what are prompts, what is ChatGBT, how can you think about using it in your organization? So definitely start there if you haven't listened to that episode yet. In this episode, I want to have a more laser focus on a particular aspect of your organization, and that is capacity. I want to specifically talk about how ChatGBT can be used to add capacity to your stretched thin team in ways that you may not be thinking about. 
My aim here is to be super concrete. Growing a nonprofit is really hard work. And so much of it is about that calibration and sort of balancing act of bringing in the money you need to pay the staff that you need to have the impact that you want to have, right? All these balls in the air, pulling you and your resources in different directions, meeting the needs of your community, your constituents, and the call of your mission, and doing it even before you can see exactly how you're going to find the money. That is a high wire act. I've been there. I remember it. All of the organizations that I work with in my accelerator, that's where they are. They are growing and they are trying to figure out how to stay in front of the capacity needs of their organization. These are perennial problems. In the end, I talk about clarity, capital, and capacity as the three sort of intersecting areas of a sustainable nonprofit's infrastructure. Clarity is what tells you and your team where you're going, and your capital is the money that's going to get you there. But here's the thing about capacity, that third C. Your capacity is your fuel. Your people power are your fuel. Without fuel, your engine will stall. And so we have to think really concretely and often creatively about how to add capacity so that you can continue to build and work towards the impact you're trying to have and towards your mission more generally. Now, I wanted to talk about ChatGBT and how it pertains to capacity because we hear a lot about how it can help with fundraising from helping with donor segmentation to actually drafting emails to doing a run of show for a cultivation event or even a fundraising event. And I, again, I talk more about the general ways in which you can use ChatGPT for fundraising in the last episode. All of that is great and super important and really, really exciting. So if you are not already thinking about how to use ChatGPT as part of your fundraising workflow, I highly, highly recommend it. But I want to go a step further and show you how the same tool can also be leveraged to add capacity beyond fundraising. So today I'm going to talk about some concrete ways, five, that you can use ChatGPT to add people power, to add capacity to your organization, to bring some fuel into your engine as you are growing. So first, let's talk about program capacity. The first two examples that I have fall into the bucket of program capacity. You have a program team that is intersecting with your community members, maybe answering questions, managing volunteers, translating information. If this sounds like any part of your programming, you can think about using ChatGBT to answer community and constituent questions. If you're an organization that fields questions, or provides information to people in your community or constituents on a somewhat regular basis, use ChatGBT to identify, catalog, and answer frequently asked questions directly on your website. If you're feeling brave, you can hire someone to create what's called a chatbot on your site. It's basically like a search box that comes up where people from your community can answer questions and ChatGBT will answer those questions. I really like Upwork and Fiverr as two places to find really great people who can 
do something like create a chatbot for your organization for a relatively low price. Um, and I will put those links in the show notes. Upwork and Fiverr are really great sites. Otherwise, if you don't want to go that far, try keeping ChatGPT open in a tab. And as questions come in via email, if you are at a town hall and people ask questions, feed them into the tool and let ChatGPT answer them. This is something that could be really helpful during emergency situations, for example, when beneficiaries or constituents need help right away. And if you have limited staff, and we're talking about limited capacity, you have limited staff members available to respond to inquiries sort of at different times of the day or all day um, during the day while they're doing other things, having ChatGPT as a lightning speed responder to questions can really add some great capacity in that in that way. Another option is take the questions that you've gotten and feed them into ChatGPT and create a written sort of living FAQ on your website that lives on your website. So it's not exactly a chatbot, but it's not necessarily real time. If you find that you're getting the same kinds of questions, ChatGPT can literally organize with headings and everything a frequently asked questions document or website webpage for you. So strategy one, use ChatGPT to answer community and constituent questions as part of your programming. A second strategy in this program fulfillment bucket is translation. And I love this one because it's such low hanging fruit, but so, so powerful. So think about translation in two ways. First, if you currently offer or want to offer content materials or even programming in multiple languages, ChatGPT is a quick, free way to translate everything from your curricula to your marketing materials into other languages. It's really powerful and exciting in that way. Also think about translation in terms of translating complex information into simpler information. So it's an excellent tool for translating technical jargon, um, policy and legal language, medical terms, business terms, academic language, taking articles that you really think people in your community would really, really get a lot from, except they're never going to read the whole article, that translation of complex or technical information into content that can be shared with and understood by members of your community is really powerful. So think about the translation power of ChatGPT in that way also. So strategy one, community questions. Strategy two, translation. My next three strategies are about expanding your HR capacity. Maybe you don't have a director of operations or an HR manager. Most small and growing organizations don't, and that's totally fine. So think about using ChatGPT to streamline some of the work that those people would do for your organization. The third strategy on my list, first one in this bucket, is creating job descriptions. This is a big one. I cannot tell you how many times I've talked with folks that I've coached in my accelerator or just people in my world about job descriptions and how time consuming it is and annoying it is. And you're always worried that you don't have the right information included. So how do you use ChatGPT for job descriptions? Feed ChatGPT information about the tasks, deliverables, 
envisioned workflows for this new job that you're hiring for, and let the tool craft the whole first draft of the job description. If you have examples of job descriptions that you like, these can be from past hires at your own organization, and honestly, they can be from other organizations, literally cut and paste that content into ChatGBT and direct the tool to use those examples as models. It is as simple as saying, ChatGBT, please craft, I, for whatever reason, always say please, <laughs> even though clearly it doesn't care, please draft a job description for the following role. The title is going to be blank. And then I cut and paste, you know, these are the things that the person's going to need to do. This is what a day in the life is going to look like. These are some of the, the deliverables. And then I'd say, here is an example of a job description that I like. I like the structure. I like the tone. I like the order of information. Please use this as a model and let ChatGBT sort of work its magic. So the fourth strategy on the list for expanding capacity is creating or refining a hiring rubric. So longtime listeners know I am a huge fan of a good rubric. You can feed ChatGBT a description of, and here are the things that go into a really powerful rubric, your organizational values, the skills and competencies needed for the specific job that you're hiring, and information about key deliverables for that job. And then let the tool identify key indicators for your rubric. So quick 101 on hiring rubrics. Basically, the way you use a hiring rubric is you say, these are the things that we care about for this job. Organizational values, their skills and competencies for this level of hire or specific role. And these are the things the person's going to need to be able to do, key deliverables. What are the indicators of those values, skills, competencies, and ability to execute on key deliverables? How will I know from talking to this person in an interview, from assessing the results of um, an activity that you ask the person to do? What are the indicators to me that these attributes that we care about are there? Those are the indicators. And once you identify what those indicators are for each of the values, skills, competencies, et cetera, that you're looking for, you then take the final step and say, okay, if these are the indicators we're looking for, the sort of external evidence of what we're trying to make sure is present in this person that we hire, what questions can I ask that will illuminate alignment with these key indicators? That is a rubric. So ChatGPT can do all of that. You can have the tool map out, identify the indicators. You can have the tool map out interview and reference check questions that will sort of show alignment with the indicators. You can have ChatGPT organize the information into a rubric for you. So highly suggest that's the kind of thing that could take honestly a week to pull together. If you just cut and paste information, it does not have to be neat. It doesn't have to be tidy. It doesn't even have to be organized because one of the things that ChatGBT can do is organize data. And I'm going to talk about that actually in a couple of strategies. So just feed it a bunch of information and then say, look, we are crafting a hiring rubric. Take this information and identify key indicators for each of the value, skills, competencies, and deliverables I've identified. 
and then give me 10 examples of interview questions for each indicator and 10 examples of reference check questions for each indicator. And use that as a jumping off point. Okay, so that's the fourth strategy. We are in the home stretch. So the fifth strategy is around board management. And this is a big one in the same way that hiring is a big one. It's something that comes up all the time when organizational leaders are thinking about capacity. How do I find the time and sometimes honestly even the energy to continue to engage with and manage my board so that we're really leveraging the capacity that they bring to the table as networkers, as ambassadors, as thought partners. That's a whole other sort of line of work. And if you don't have you know, a fully fleshed out leadership team to be liaisons for you between you and the board, if you don't have the kind of board that sort of knows how to engage a team, then most of that heavy lifting can fall, honestly, to the executive director and to folks on your leadership team. So let ChatGPT do the heavy lifting of organizing and making sense of the kind of data and information that you want to share with your board. It can create summaries. It can identify key trends and patterns. It can highlight relationships between pieces of information that you may not see. You can feed ChatGPT copies of content, for example, call transcripts, meeting notes, articles that you think are interesting, funder reports that either you've written or, you know, the annual report from funders that you think would be a good fit or that are currently funding you, minutes from meetings, et cetera, right? You can cut and paste ChatGPT, cut and paste these directly into ChatGPT. And one thing that I'll highlight here is there are two different versions sort of on the market right now. One is ChatGPT 3.5. That's free. It's excellent. Everything that I'm talking about works with ChatGPT 3.5. You can also get ChatGBT 4, which is, when I signed up for it, $20 a month, so worth it. There are differences that I go into in my nonprofit ChatGBT Quick Start Guide, which I'll talk about at the end of this episode. But the main difference is ChatGBT 4 can draw on more information, and ChatGBT 4, meaning that the answers are going to be more robust. And the second difference is that um, you can cut and paste more information into each ChatGBT session. So here, you know, if you're taking entire articles, for example, it might take, um, I think it goes up to a few thousand words. Um, you might have to break it up, but you feed it the transcripts, the articles, the funder reports, minutes, et cetera. And then let ChatGBT read through and highlight trends and common themes, you know, feed it and say, take this information and identify the five common themes that I should lift up for my board, summarize each one and organize them in order of relative importance in the nonprofit sector. Boom. It can do that in under a minute. You can ask it to prepare organized summaries of meeting minutes with action steps, you know, highlight action steps and make sure that they are assigned to the people that indicated in the minutes that they were going to do those things, you know, craft a list for me of action steps with the person that owns the step in the order of the date that they are due. It can do that. This is perfect for 
meetings, agenda create creation. It's also a really great tool for keeping your board abreast of things you'd want them to be aware of, key sector trends, industry information, information about your mission, information about why you have particularly great funding partners with certain funders. This is information that you could take time to put into a director's report, or you could let ChatGBT summarize it and send it out, you know, as a half page email between meetings as a way of keeping your board engaged without having to do all the sort of research and reporting yourself. So just to recap the five ways of using ChatGPT that I have mentioned here. First, use ChatGPT to answer community and constituent questions. You can do it in real time. You can create a living, breathing FAQ using ChatGPT to translate, not just answer the questions, but translate the answers into really easy to understand language right on your website. Second, translation. And here I mean both translation into other languages and the translation of complex or technical information into content that can be shared or and understood by everyone in your community. Third, we're shifting to HR. Use ChatGPT to create job descriptions that are really robust and that reflect the sort of structure that you would want to put out in the world as a signal about your organization. Fourth, use ChatGPT to create or refine your hiring rubric. Rubrics are a really, really important part of effective hiring. So whether you use ChatGPT or not, I highly recommend one. And I'll put some resources in the um, in the show notes about information, sort of tools that I have around, you know, model rubrics, creating rubrics, et cetera, inside of the nonprofit resource hub. And then the last one, big one, board management. So agendas, summarizing meaning minutes and next steps and board engagement between meetings, key sector trends, industry trends, industry information, interesting article summaries, all the fun things that you wish your board would read and understand. You can actually make it super easy for them in literally less than five minutes. So that is my list of five super concrete ways that you can put ChatGPT to use right away in your organization to expand limited capacity and help you with that juggling act of growth. I really encourage you to think about using ChatGPT in this way, both for fundraising and as I talked about here in ways other than fundraising. I give, so I mentioned a couple of resources. One, I give prompts and a tutorial in my nonprofit ChatGPT quick start guide. You can get that guide at brookrichiebabbage.com backslash ChatGPT guide. I'm also going to include a link to Upwork and Fiverr. Those are affiliate links in my show notes. They are really great resources for finding the kind of technical support, for example, that could help with a chatbot. You can also get the HR rubrics and some other really great um, templates, HR templates inside the nonprofit resource hub, which now has a new name. I'm very excited much easier to understand. It's just the template vault, the nonprofit template vault. That is what it is. It is a vault filled with more than a hundred 
Templates, models, webinars, tools, highly concrete, very tactical. And as it pertains to this episode, there are examples of hiring rubrics and jobs like a job description Mad Lib inside of the vault. You can get that at brookridgebabbage.com backslash template vault. That is it for today. I hope this was super concrete and helpful. And I will see you back here next week for more Mastermind. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. I always have so much fun doing these episodes. Definitely check out the links to all of the goodies that I mentioned in this episode. You can get that at brookwitchybabbage.com backslash podcast for the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode and think that you have a friend or colleague who would also enjoy, I would love if you would leave a review and share. Have a great week. 